Thank you for joining us today on another installment of Frost & Sullivan's exciting podcast series highlighting key disruptive technologies, growth opportunities, economic trends, new business models, industry convergence, emerging geographies, and much more. Our topic of discussion today is data as a new currency. Currently, over 2.7 quintillion bytes of data is generated every day in our digital universe with a utilization rate of less than 0.5%. Companies need to start addressing these stagnant pools of data underneath in order to pave a path towards digital transformation. However, there is a lack of strategic direction and standardization in business processes among companies for building a successful data monetization strategies. So this podcast will focus on some of the key implications of data monetization in various industry verticals with some of the growth opportunities. Today, we have with us Vince Strada, who will be sharing his insights on how commoditizing data will create new market opportunities. Vince has experience in a variety of leadership and direct sales positions at Snowflake. Snowflake Computing is a cloud-based data warehousing company founded in 2014, and Snowflake offers a cloud-based data storage and analytical service to its customers. So our first question is, can you please brief us on how you think data will evolve from piles of stagnant pools to creating new market opportunity to global consumers? Yeah, happy to. So first off, you need a plan and a process, starting with processing and analyzing and curating raw data. And then from there, the focus should really be on combining the data with other data for deeper and more meaningful data offerings. These are typically in the form of a new product or service offering. Suggestion at this stage would then be to optimize for internal use first and then focus on improving your customer experience. A good way to handle this could be through a, a private data exchange. And if you're not familiar with what a private data exchange is, that's a walled garden data discovery and collaboration experience. Um, it provides a centralized and managed hub for a company to list internally shared data assets help inspire data collaboration, and provide data governance and audit access throughout the process. A private data exchange may be used just for internal employees with inside of a company, and it could be opened up for business partners, customers, or conventionally try to dominate an entire data ecosystem within an industry. Private data exchange should also have the ability to tunnel link when a company wants to collaborate with companies outside of their fold. So what do you think is the state of the industry right now? And what do you think is disrupting the data monetization industry? Generally speaking, I think it's early. I like it to where we were eight or 10 years ago when you spoke with people and you asked them what their understanding was about cloud computing. Back then, cloud computing was the hot topic. You know, my experience was that if I asked five people for their definition of what cloud was at the time, I received six different answers. And I think today it's no different. When you talk to people about the state of the industry, no one person or company has all the answers. I think collectively, we're trying to figure it out. Relative to the big disruptors, I think they fall into one of three camps or categories. The first category would be the cloud service providers themselves, Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, uh, and massive SaaS companies like Salesforce, Workday, and Adobe. When you think about how Amazon in particular has changed the behavior patterns for many of their competitors to become data-driven, um, specifically Walmart, that's forced Amazon's customers 
and more importantly, their competitors to move faster to the cloud. So I find that behavioral pattern um, super interesting. I think the second area is within inside of the regulated industries, specifically within the financial services market. Uh, hedge funds, quants, et cetera, they're very keen on data exhaust and alternative data assets. Um, lastly, the broader technology ecosystem that surrounds the cloud service providers and the massive SaaS companies, as I mentioned earlier, uh, evident by Google's acquisition of Looker and Salesforce's acquisition of Tableau. Both of those acquisitions were focused on where we are from the state of the industry, as well as disrupting the ways in which data has been brought to markets prior to that. I think the industry sure is evolving. We're having new market shares and new use cases that are evolving in the data ecosystem. What do you think are some of the barriers and some of the challenges um, companies are facing in the growth in data monetization industry? And what do you think are like the repercussions for someone or like to overcome these barriers or challenges? Like everything new, in the end, you know, only a few will succeed, right? And as I mentioned earlier, in my opinion, it all starts with a plan. So as you're going through the planning process, uh, one should consider building out an internal team or hire an independent third party to help out with their data monetization journey. Um, as you're going through the planning, regardless of whether or not you're doing it internally or hiring an independent third party, you know, there's some things that you should consider as part of the planning process. The implications pertaining to security, uh, regulatory compliance, right? I think those are foundational components. The brand experience and the risk benefits and trade and trade-offs. What impacts you know, will your strategy have on your brand? Managing the technical complexities associated with uh, data monetization and the growing ecosystem surrounding that you know, are also important. From a go-to-market perspective, think about how will you sell the data, right? Will you sell it directly? Will you sell through a partner? Or will you leverage an exchange or some combination thereof? Does it disrupt? your current commercial framework. There are a number of large legacy data providers like Nielsen, as an example, who have been delivering and monetizing data the same way for, for decades. Um, and back to my earlier point regarding the impact your strategy has on your brand, it's significant, right? People understand and appreciate those legacy data providers. Um, from the second part of your question, what are the repercussions? You know, I think it's pretty clear and pretty simple. You know, you either adapt to how the world is evolving or you will eventually fail um, and potentially be out of business. Definitely, totally agree with that. You have to be over the top in order to succeed. Talking about success, what do you think is the greatest opportunity you've identified um, in this topic or in this data ecosystem? I think it has a lot to do with the question that you would ask me prior to this one, which is, you're starting to see many new and emerging companies compete with the legacy data providers. But these new and emerging companies are typically, they're more nimble, they're leveraging technology better, um, and they're working you know, with business partners. And when you combine all of these things together, you know, they're able to lower their overall cost of goods sold, which has a number of positive benefits. Um, in addition, they're able to leverage the technologies to increase customer satisfaction and retention, and in many cases, allow them to charge a premium, you know, for their 
unique goods and services. Um, again, you know, being faster to market, more nimble, leveraging technology, leveraging business partners, specifically on the on the distribution side. Um, how that impacts the legacy companies? Not only let's see what's happening around them. Let's see which ones are ready, willing, and able to not only embrace the change that's happening around them, but act quickly and decisively to uh, change you know, their business models. So I think from that perspective, it's, it's inconclusive as to how the legacy companies will ultimately you know, step up and rise to the occasion. But I know they're being forced um, to do things differently based on you know, all the new emerging players in the space. I mean, five years ago, a company like Adobe probably had a handful of competitors that's probably tripled over the last uh, number of years. There's more new technologies, more new companies coming to market. And you also see that we are moving towards more digital um, disruptions, more digital transformations in the space. I mean, I think Snowflake is doing some amazing work towards providing some really innovative products and data services. So what are some of the key trends um, you've identified in the space of data monetization that you think will shape the future market? Would you like specify on maybe like automotive, like in healthcare industry? Yeah, well, you know, at Snowflake, I'm very fortunate. I work on a team um, with inside of Snowflake uh, referred to here as customer and product strategy. Our go-to-market really incorporates seeing and hearing from in specific verticals and what those verticals are doing relative to helping out influencing our, our roadmap. I by no means am an industry expert. I'm more of a generalist. Uh, but again, I'm very fortunate to work with some folks that have uh, subject matter expertise. On my team is a gentleman by the name of uh, Todd Crossland. And Todd is our uh, healthcare domain expert. He comes from the field working prior to Snowflake at an organization called PDX. What he shared with me is a little bit of the history as well as where we're going from a healthcare perspective. So historically, medical and pharma clients data was kind of the de facto standard for monetizing assets uh, within inside of healthcare. Uh, the PHI was removed, they harbored, and the data was aggregated from payers and providers and provided back to the farmers and back to academia. A simple transaction model was really what they were doing, and that's it's a little bit dated relative to an approach. Um, you know, what we're seeing now today with the explosion of data via new data sources, IoT, social, genomic, et cetera, uh, and the evolving change in the reimbursement models from fee-for-service to outcome or performance-based, um, the demand for aggregated longitudinal uh, anonymized data sets has exceeded the capabilities of what a you know, traditional data warehouse can bring to the table. So to generate the holistic view from a customer uh, data set, right, that's a, that's a large requirement. Um, Snowflake in particular has capabilities of consuming both the structured data that's coming from these new modern uh, data sources, you know, claims, uh, EHR, genomic information, things that are generated in a lab, et cetera. And, you know, we're able to curate that content and put it in a format and on a platform that allows pharma and research organizations to monetize it. Automotive is also a little bit interesting as well. Um, we don't have a automotive uh, subject matter expert here at, at Snowflake, but we do chat with automotive companies. So I'm somewhat familiar with what's going on in the automotive space. Um, you know, some of the things that are socialized in the meetings that I attend are 
you know, who owns the data coming out of the, of the car, right? Is it the owner of the car? Is it the manufacturer? Is it the parts manufacturer, et cetera? Um, as a result, I think you're seeing a lot of, you know, co-creation take form within inside of the automotive industry. You know, this is resulting in, you know, not only shared revenue, but also shared risk um, and shared risk in the following areas. From, from a product side, right, um, the monetization and the risk models predominantly focus around improving the existing product design, as well as the quality and the safety of the finished product. From a services perspective, working on the brand experience, uh, focusing on, again, safety, as well as convenience and reliability, and generally speaking, the overall you know, user experience. Uh, you know, Tesla's a great example of leveraging data to uh, increase the overall user experience. And I think ultimately co-creation leads to a growing ecosystem that is seeing you know, new business outcomes, new value propositions uh, as we evolve uh, data and everything associated with data over time. Mobility as a service is gaining a lot of traction and there are a lot of companies that have already started working with it. So I think in that space, there'll be new markets or maybe I, would, I should say new customers that would be created who would be utilizing this data, be like service aggregators, service providers. I think the whole ecosystem is evolving. So, but I think like as a company as Snowflake, you've identified like a biggest opportunity here um, in this data space, maybe to like sustain or to grow in the upcoming data economy. First and foremost, Snowflake is a value-driven company. Uh, and one of our key values is putting our customer first. Many of our clients um, not only build their products on top of our data warehousing platform, um, they also use the platform to securely share data in real time. Um, our core data warehouse, which is how most people know us, um, we deliver that as a service. And that business has been and will continue to grow at an extremely fast pace. However, um, I think the real growth uh, expansion opportunities above and beyond our core data warehouse uh, could be delivered uh, both from a public and from a private data exchange. Um, we recently expanded our core offerings into a public data exchange. Uh, we announced the public data exchange in San Francisco in early June at Snowflake Summit. We believe that our uh, data exchange offerings, uh, as they evolve over time, will help any organization um, securely share data in real time, and that secure data sharing is a critical element for any company who's serious about data monetization. So, you know, in summary, we're seeing three opportunities for growth, expanding our core data warehouse business, enabling our clients to combine data sharing with new product offerings that they want to bring to market. Um, as well as providing access to our managed uh, public exchange. On our public exchange, what, you know, in summary, what that is, is that allows data providers and data consumers to come together on a centralized platform where data providers can list data sets uh, for marketing, data enrichment types of capabilities. And our customers will pick that up on our platform and then obviously they can use that for whatever data options they want to. Um, and since a lot of our conversation today is focusing on monetization, so the sale of, of data assets uh, and discovery of data assets are all on platform. And this is a closed loop approach, right, for uh, directionally sharing securely data, 
uh, combining that with our clients uh, and their ability to uh, list assets with inside of the data exchange is you know, very unique for Snowflake or very unique to Snowflake, I should say. And um, those are the areas where we believe we're going to see exponential growth in the very near future. This is a really great insight, specifically for companies who are trying to get into the space of data. And because the name of the topic they're focusing on is data monetization, there's this term that is having a lot of buzz that is data will be the new currency. Data's value is more than oil currently because we have the exponential amount of data available in our digital universe. Do you think you can comment on that and what effect or how will this evolve in the future markets? Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard that as well. You know, data is the new currency. Um, in my humble opinion, data is an asset. It's not a currency. That said, this is a difficult question to ask, right? There are individuals uh, out in the marketplace, specifically in the hedge fund industry, that believe the value of data will decrease, not increase over time. Again, that's their perspective. Um, ultimately, if the company is ready, willing, and able to create new business models, you know, that are focused on innovation, I'm confident, you know, the laws of supply and demand will, will trigger. You know, that's my perspective on things relative to the currency component of it. I think it's an asset. I mean, I think it's up to the, the entity to figure out how they're going to maximize the value of that asset. Definitely. I, I think I completely agree with what you said. Data definitely is an asset and you need to know how you would want to like monetize that asset. From a consumer's perspective, you know, because um, as we're evolving, the, the industry is evolving, we are going to see a more power in the hands of consumers on how they would want to use their data and how they would want to monetize their personal data. Can you just talk a little bit more about the evolution of data monetization, but from a consumer's perspective? Definitely. You know, I mentioned earlier when you had asked me the question about the automotive industry and, um, you know, what I've observed in the meetings that I've participated in is that it's, you know, it depends on who you ask who owns the data, right? The manufacturer of the automobile, the parts provider, or the individual who's acquired the automobile and the one that's driving it and taking care of it, right? The trend that we're seeing right now is around consumer awareness uh, for data monetization. I think most people are well aware of the fact that their data is being sold uh, with or without their permission. Um, and it's pretty unsettling, to say the least. Uh, I think it was like in 2012, 2013 timeframe, there were a few companies that popped up. Uh, data Group comes to mind. You know, they brought a data exchange platform out directly to the consumers so they can sell, you know, their own anonymized personal data. You know, I think in theory it was a good idea. It might have been a little bit early to the market. I think now people are really focused on understanding what their data will be used for, you know, what the intentions are. My job, I'm very fortunate. My job, I get to meet with a lot of organizations, both large and small, as well as established and early stage. There's few new companies like, like Cantor, as an example. Um, you know, they're providing uh, consumers with more control on who has your data, which data they have, and what they're doing with it. Uh, then the focus is on the payments to the consumer and, and paying them back to their, their digital footprint, right? But the emphasis that they're putting on it is more around the control. Uh, you know, it's a different business model, but I do think that allowing the consumer to have uh, more transparency and more control over their data footprint, you know, in my opinion, uh, is, is, is super helpful and probably warranted right now. 
you know, super targeted ads uh, are the result are the result of machine learning algorithms. And you know, again, I think people have some, some heartache with that. Um, they don't know who has what insight, what can be derived about the data. So again, back to the, the the control mechanism, I think that's you know super important. You know, when the consumers understand how their data is being used, you know, I believe the the natural byproduct of that will be more around you know data for good as opposed to a one-dimensional focus on data for monetization. When you spoke about like transparency and how consumers or customers are more aware of and have more control over how their data is being used, um, definitely the industry is focusing on the GDPR. We are more aware and definitely there's a demand for more transparency in, in this area. And I think data monetization is not one directional. Um, making value out of data definitely should be from both ends, unidirectional, from the consumers and from the companies who are providing targeted ads. If it is mutually beneficial, um, I think the value of data will be enhanced. And I think these were some really great insights. Do you think you would have any final words for subscribers to help them actually start conversations in their companies about transformation of their business models or like uh, having a more data-driven strategy across your organization. Yes, I do. You know, Snowflake has done a lot of the heavy lifting associated with the ideas and concepts that we've discussed, you know, in our time here together. Um, we've taken great lengths and steps and measures to provide infrastructure to companies in this area so that they can focus on their data. Um, our data warehouse is delivered, you know, as a service. So if you're a data consumer, you know, access to data, queryable data, available data sets for richer, deeper analytics and insight uh, to make better, more informed business decisions. You know, that's a value for data consumers. From a provider perspective, again, and this is kind of more along the lines of the, the data exchange that I mentioned earlier. You know, if you're a provider, we're providing you with infrastructure and the mechanism to publish data sets or make available your data for analytical services um, and eventually monetization. It's a great turnkey managed service, uh, whether you're looking at, you know, core data warehousing or monetizing your data assets within inside of a public exchange. Again, and we take care of all the infrastructure components as part of our service. Um, if you want more information on who we are and what we do, you can contact my colleague, uh, Jessica Aloya. And it's jessica.aloia, A-L-O-I-A at snowflake.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think with that note, I would really thank Vince for joining us today and sharing his insights on, on so many different verticals in data monetization industry. Definitely, this information would definitely be very helpful to our viewers. We hope you have enjoyed this session. Please join us for future podcasts. And to know more about our growth partnership services, reach out to digital at frost.com. Thank you for your time.